Welcome to Drunk Theory. I'm Kelly. I'm Karen. I'm Ryan. And today we are talking about conspiracies with the number 35. This is for our 35th official episode. Yay! Yay! That's a very Yay. random milestone. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we can't wait till 100, right? Because that'd be like two years for us to get there. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it's time. It's time for us to celebrate all the shit that we've done. So, so 30 fucking five it is. 35. What are we drinking? We are drinking Chernobyl. So for this drink, you need an ounce and a half of Russian vodka, 1.75 ounces of Midori, 0.25 ounces of lime juice, 0.25 ounces of lemon juice, 0.5 ounces of agave nectar, and you're going to put all of that shit together in a shaker with ice and you're going to strain it into a martini glass and you are going to garnish with a bourbon soaked cherry and it is strong and delicious and wonderful it's very good i like it a whole lot i drank about five or six of them and then kelly was like throw out that cherry and i'll give you a new one and i was like no i'm just gonna eat it is that all right and she's like well i mean sure i guess it was not all right. It tasted just like a big ball of bourbon or whatever. Well, I did soak the cherries for about three days. It so. was fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, but it got me all of a sudden drunk. I feel yes. like... I, um, I knew that was going to happen with these. These are very boozy <laughs> and so, also very tasty. So Maybe I, eat the cherry every time. You know, don't let it... Because it, so it's three days soaked in bourbon and then soaked in six drinks of alcohol worth two. I'll say right the same cherry in there for six drinks. No, I had before you. This is oh. my second cherry. <laughs> How many damn drinks have Like a fucking lot. We've had a lot of drinks. <laughs> How many drinks have you had? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Alright, so we're doing the number 35, which is... I mean, just anything that we could find that we thought was fucked up that we want to talk about that somehow involved the number 35. Kelly, I want you to go first because I don't know what yours is. You never really told anybody what oh! you're doing. Okay. So I'm ready to be surprised. You'll be surprised for about two minutes. And then you're going to realize what I'm doing here. So I have the Interstate 35 murders. And just a little bit of background. Um... Interstate 35 is fucking massive. It is 1,569 miles long. It essentially cuts the nation in half um, vertically. And if you looked at our Instagram post. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. the picture. Okay. Yeah. So it stretches from Laredo, Texas, which is down by the Mexican border, all the way down to Duluth, Minnesota, all the way up to Duluth, Minnesota. The F FBI estimates that there are currently close to 300 highway serial killers in the United States. And in 2004, the FBI launched the Highway Serial Killers, the Highway Serial Killings Initiative, which is a nationwide repository for highway murders. So that just tracks murders 
that happen on highways. And Texas leads the nation in unsolved serial highway homicides. Um, I already have questions. Okay. So, you know, because I know that, like, they do their research or whatever. What what does that count? Like, if you killed me here and you dumped my body on the side of the road, uh-huh. is that now considered one of those? Is it I think anybody? It, I think it would be until, unless they, until they figured out something different. Yeah. So, so everything that, that they're means... tracking is shit that happens just like these people were stranded. This guy rode up and slit their throats. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that murders and dumpings along the highway go into this database. Although, maybe not all the murders happen on the highway. They kind of end up on the highway. I feel like, I mean... I don't know. I don't feel like a whole lot of people get murdered on the highway. <laughs> I mean, but like apparently they do because like hitchhiking and shit like that is. Is like, that still a thing? Do people not watch movies? Why are you hitchhiking? Right. Apparently not. I want to focus on between 1976 and 1981, a killer or killers preyed on hitchhikers and broke down motorists along the Texas stretch of I-35. So I just want to focus on the Texas section. In these five years, at least 22 victims were murdered and or discovered along the highway over a five-year period. These 22 people, they, some of them were stabbed. There were multiple weapons used, like one of them was a screwdriver, one of them was another tool, some of them were knives. Um, there were shootings with various calibers, lots of different guns. There were some strangulations. Um, it was mostly women but some men. And why I think that is important is because you would not look at that immediately and say this is one person or a pair. So I want to look at two of these murders. I want to look at Rita Salazar and Frank Key first. So on the night of November 5th, 1978, those two had gone on a date and they'd gone to see a movie. They ran out of gas on I-35. The next day, Key's body that's, that's the man. He was found in Georgetown, Texas. He had been shot nine times with a twenty two caliber pistol. I got shot nine times. He got shot nine times. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong um, <laughs> Rita Salazar, she was found near Waco. So she was found in a different town. Um, she was shot six times and sexually assaulted. But um, it was later determined to be with the same gun. They were both killed by the same person. I want to move on to Deborah Jackson. Deborah Jackson was murdered on either October 30th or October 31st, 1979, in Georgetown, Texas. She was uh, strangled, sexually assaulted, and left naked, except for a pair of orange socks. This was in a culvert on Interstate 35. She was only known as Orange Socks until she was identified in 2019 through a familial DNA match with her sister. Up until 2019, she was orange shocks, and then she became Deborah Jackson. What they have in common is the confession killer, who is Henry Lee Lucas. If you have seen that Netflix documentary, which I have, I, I took a lot of this from that, but um, he essentially <clears throat> confessed to everything that had ever happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but this allowed the police to close a lot of these I-35 murders saying it was one person. He 
tied all of these I-35, well not all, but most of these I-35 murders together by falsely confessing to several of them. So in June of 1983, uh, Henry Lee Lucas was arrested by the Texas Rangers for unlawful possession of a firearm. Good. And then soon after, he confessed to two murders. He confessed to the murder of his girlfriend, Becky Powell, and his employer, Kate Rich. And then he led the cops to remains. Um, the forensic evidence was inconclusive there, and the coroner can never make a positive ID. People just assume that that's probably who they were, but nobody knows for sure. In November of 1983... Lucas attempted suicide and was transferred to a jail in Williamson County, Texas. He claimed that he had been mistreated by the, in, uh, by the other inmates and police. In interviews with law enforcement personnel, Lucas confessed to more unsolved murders. And then a task force was formed to investigate Lucas's role in other crimes. This task force was treating Henry <coughs> super good at this time. Like, they are bringing him cigarettes, whereas, he, like, he was getting beat in the other jail. Like, he is over at this new jail, and as long as he is talking, he's getting cigarettes and milkshakes, living high on the hog, so he just keeps fucking talking. Cops just keep bringing him cases, you know, and they're bringing cases from all across the country at this time, and the more crimes that Lucas confesses to the more he becomes a celebrity. So, and, and, you know, the more special treatment he gets. So he started with 60 confessed murders. Then he jumped to 100. And then he jumped to 600. The Lucas Task Force officially cleared 213 crimes based on Lucas's confessions, including the Salazar Key murders that I talked about and the Orange Sox murder that I also talked about. And that's going to become important in just a minute. So the Dallas Times Herald, um, they had started to look into the murders and they found out that it would have been impossible for Lucas to have committed a lot of them. Like he couldn't possibly have been there. Lucas was convicted and sentenced to death in the Orange Sox murder, even though it could be shown that Lucas was in Florida at the time of Deborah Jackson's murder. When he confessed, he said that he killed her in Oklahoma and then dumped her in Texas. So based on the timeline, he would have had to have driven from Florida to Oklahoma to Texas and then back to Florida for him to be in, at work the next day. And they're like, it just fucking couldn't have happened. So, but even since he confessed, he was actually convicted and sentenced to death in that crime. In 1998, George W. Bush commuted the death sentence to life based on reasonable doubt that Lucas had actually committed the crime. And that was a huge deal because this is a Texas Republican, like, overturning a death penalty case, which never fucking happens. Yeah, Texas be killing motherfuckers. Yeah, they don't, they don't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, they like to kill people in Texas. <laughs> don't go to Texas. So, at this time, Lucas recanted all of the confessions and and claimed that he knew details about the murders because the task force had shown him the files. So he was like, they just showed me stuff and I confessed because that's what they wanted to hear. Deborah Jackson's murder at, at this time is still attributed to Henry Lee Lucas. 
even though it's really impossible that he could have done it. Um, they did find some DNA on her later uh, that they haven't been able to attribute to anybody else. The Salazar key But could it, did it clear him? Yeah, it was not his. Okay. Yeah, it was not his. Um, but they didn't reopen anything to try to find anybody else, really. The Salazar key murders were solved in 2010. So DNA from Salazar's underwear was matched to Benny Tyrena. In 2012, he pleaded guilty to both murders and received two concurrent 40-year sentences. They absolutely know that somebody else committed those murders. Lucas has been cleared in several other murders through DNA evidence. However, not all of the cases have been reopened. So there are still a lot of cases that are attributed to him that probably were not committed by him. That is all. That's all you got. I, th I don't think it's one. I mean, obviously, it's not one person. Right. Even if you look at just the stretch of Texas, I wouldn't think that it was one person. I'm willing to bet it's like road rage shootings or whatever is probably a lot of it. Yeah. You well, know? And, and then, like, I mean, you have your occasional psycho, you know. And there was, like, one stabbing with a screwdriver. Like, that's not a serial. Or that's not something I would think of as being a serial. That's like somebody who pitched up, picked up a hitchhiker and, you know, worked out their rage or something like that. <laughs> but that's or not, maybe that hitchhiker was fucking nuts. Or, yeah, maybe. And this guy was defending yeah. himself and then didn't know what to do. Not fucking body. They'll blame it on yeah. somebody. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the multiple cow... But cops thought they could, you know tie everything up in a nice little bow. It made it easy for them. Yeah. That's fucking wild, though. And, you know, I mean, he... Someone like, he how did many he confess to all, all, all of this stuff. Has so, he ever... How many did he actually do? Like, that they know for a fact how many... So, he absolutely 100% killed his mother and did time for it. And I didn't even talk about that because that happened way earlier. Yeah. Like, he had already, already, like, done time and been released for that. So, then there's the Becky Pot... Becky Powell and Betty Rich murder that everybody's pretty damn sure he did. Um, that's his girlfriend and mm. the woman he was working for. Um, Sounds like he just don't like people that he knows, though. Not, like, picking up strangers. Right. He's just like, if I know you don't like you, I'm gonna kill you. Right. So, yeah, there was nothing that really made him a serial. But he did know <clears throat> Otis Tool. Yes. Who is a damn twisted fuck. Yes. So... A lot of it is that they said they did a lot of so murders together. So whatever happened to Otis Tool? He died in prison, I think. And he was convicted of... I don't remember which murders he actually got convicted of, but I know that he always taunted um, John Walsh. Oh, for, the, for his kid. I I don't, there you go. I don't, I don't know. But didn't they decide that that wasn't him? Henry Lee Lucas, he confessed to a lot of shit that he didn't do too. So they know he did some shit. But, but I don't know what shit he did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really fucked up. I think I heard that like up until he died, he talked to John Walsh. Like we're just fucked. That's awful too. He should burn in hell just for that. And I didn't even put him in. I, like I wasn't gonna talk about that because that opens like a whole other. Yeah. Shit. No. No. I was just I was trying to remember. He met Henry Lee Lucas in '76 at a soup kitchen. We watched. And they the claimed to have killed. In excess of a thousand people, a thousand and eight. But they were both. At, like, but they also said they were in a cult called the Hands of Death. So that's a whole separate thing. Just like yeah. what's his name, so, uh, Son of Sam. So they were that's not a whole separate episode. We can do right on just the one people. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so they're both 
mentally. I feel like the police failed there because if somebody who's just like not fucking right just starts telling me that they murdered hundreds of people in all these different places, I'm gonna be like, "Mm, did you though? (laughs) Yeah, that's why I thought this fit, even though like we don't normally do true crime, I feel like there's conspiracy here because the police conspired to solve all these cases. Well, really, and I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the true crime stuff, like, um, you know, just recently, was it yesterday or the day before, they've decided who the Zodiac Killer is. I know. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know what to think, and it's, it pisses me off that they pinned it on somebody who's already dead. The picture yeah. they tried to show um, showed no, that picture scars, though that was just wrinkles. That's bullshit. I, I feel like a lot of the serial killer stuff you could turn into conspiracy shit to where it's cops being lazy. Yeah, and it, is this this could have been a copycat? You know, copycats are a fucking thing. If I hated a brown headed bitch, and two or three brown headed bitches had been killed in a certain way. And I'm a, even a little bit nuts. I might be like, I bet I could kill him the same way. And then they'll blame it on that dude, whoever the fuck he is. You well, know what I mean? Like, the Atlanta child murders, a lot of people say went that way. Yeah. Because it was like, let's clear everything in Atlanta yep. right now on, on, this, on this one person. Yeah. Matt's finally with us. He had some super important Home Depot business to, yeah. to deal with. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, do yeah. you have anything for... I don't have anything. I've been at fucking Home Depot. Okay. Um, was Home Depot established 35 years ago? Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> so we can use that. But, uh, Ryan, do you want to go? How would it be? You said I was going last. Oh, you can go last. Fuck it, I'll go right now. Y'all ready for mine? Yes. Has anybody gone yet? Kelly went. You missed Kelly's whole thing and it was super fucking cool. So you'll have to listen yet again. <laughs> Please listen on Good Pods. <laughs> <laughs> listen on Good Pods. Did you listen to the last one? Probably not. He don't give two shits about any of us. Well, that's not true. <laughs> he gives at least one shit about Kelly, I guess. But I you did. one shit about me? <laughs> at least one. <laughs> at least one shit. I have been preoccupied with other pressing matters all week. So, I picked Chernobyl. Which Kelly picked our drink. And it is called Chernobyl. And that makes me feel like I'm the star of the show now. <laughs> you are. A picture of Chernobyl. What does that have to do with 35, you may ask? Chernobyl happened on April 26, 1986, 35 years ago. Um, And me and Ryan went in this whole thing earlier. Apparently, people would say that it is the 35th anniversary of Chernobyl. That fucking bothers me. Apparently, they also do it with 9-11. It's the yeah. anniversary of 9-11. That's fucking gross. Don't call it that. Yeah. I feel like anniversary I, should I, be I, for... You, you know what that word means, though, right? It means happy stuff. No, it does not. <laughs> well, no, all right. I absolutely... You know what what this is not the anniversary of Chernobyl. Like, but it is. No, that's gross. Don't call it that. But either way, Chernobyl... We have to come up with an entirely new word for gross shit and... I got a word for it. What is it? Anniversary. No, <laughs> shut up. It is. You call it like fuck anniversary. Oh, there you go. Okay, the Chernobyl fuck anniversary. It's the thirty fifth fuck anniversary of Chernobyl. Yes. Um. So I don't know. Hopefully, everybody who listens, and I don't know, did y'all watch the Chernobyl miniseries yeah. on HBO? Yes. Fucking so good, right? It was so fucking good. It is based on pretty much fucking facts the whole way down. If you look. At um, anybody who has anything bad to say about this series, it's, well, they made this guy look like a dick when he really wasn't a dick. Or, that person didn't exist. I know the one main 
lady, and I can't remember her name, but the one who does the first phone call, and then she's in the whole thing the whole rest of the time. She did not exist. It was actually three or four different guys. Well, they put all of this shit together to make that one. But that's pretty much it. Everything else, word for word, the trial that they show, you know, they do the reenactment or whatever of the trial, but then they also show footage from the real trial. Everything from this miniseries, I mean, everything is spot fucking on. But, so, okay, everybody knows the story of Chernobyl. Um, the reactor failed. It was a whole thing. You know, a bunch of shit got fucked up. I'm not going to go into the whole fucking thing. I'm going to watch a history thing for that or whatever. But, um, evidence indicates that it was accidental. But, the numbers that the Soviet, I guess it was the Soviet Union back then, the numbers that the Soviet Union was saying compared to what everybody else, not just the United States, but just everybody else, just the numbers did not match. So that made people go, they're fucking lying to us. And even if you watch no, the... the Soviets would never lie. They, oh, they would never lie. But even if you watch the show, y'all remember at the end, it goes through and it's showing the slides and it shows what happened to everybody. They say that only like 35 people or some shit died. But it's because apparently they were saying unless they died in the explosion at the plant, it did not count. So, you know, immediately everybody does not yeah. trust them. This led to a whole bunch of conspiracy theories, right? Because they're like, well, they're hiding it for some reason. You know, they're doing some bullshit, blah, blah. People considered rumors like, oh, old buddy that lives next door and he's drunk all the time. What he says is way better than what the Soviet mass media says. Which kind of reminds me of like Facebook today or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but, um. So Facebook is the Stasi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. That's about right. Yeah. Very, it, very much so. They read all your. Fucking private message and everything for wrong thing. Like, get the fuck out of here. So, all of this, I mean, it turned into a huge fucking thing. Rumors started circulating of, like, folk remedies for radiation poisoning. Among those, cucumbers, milk, which is wild to me because, you know, in protest now, milk does do something for the tear gas or whatever. Um, also, vodka. And vodka, they even did this in the show, Supposedly, vodka would keep you from getting radiation poisoning. Um, vodka vodka was supplied to the firefighters and what they called the liquidators. Those are the guys that had to go in and, like, shovel the rocks off. Yeah. They, and if you remember in the show, they were always, everybody was drinking vodka. It's because there was rumors that vodka would stop radiation poisoning. Now, I'm going to have to go ahead and say it's probably because they were Russian yeah. A.K.A. Soviet, and they drank a lot of vodka. Well, they, they did, but it was also told, like, they were like, this will keep you safe, you know? And, which I've said that before, like, I haven't got the Rona yet. Maybe it's because I'm always full of alcohol. Alcohol kills germs. Maybe it kills radiation, too. Fuck, I mean, I don't know. Fucking A. That could be a thing. But people that lived in that town even started hiring psychics and healers to come to their house and expel the bad gamma rays or whatever. So that was the whole thing. Because that totally worked. Yeah, I mean, you know, they thought it fucking did. Um, some of the conspiracies that were going around, Western sabotage. They said that the United States was involved. They said that um, we're the ones that blew it up. We did it on purpose to make them look inferior. Um, there were rumors that they saw CIA in and out of the building the whole time. All this fucking bullshit. Um, they thought that it was a Soviet government experiment to observe the effects of radiation because they were preparing for war. I would be more inclined to believe that one. 
Um, and then again, just like every fucking thing, which I didn't know was a thing for this, but it's a thing for everything now. It's a hoax. It happened. You know, one room, like the break room caught on fire and they turned it into a big old thing. It's what a lot of people fucking thought. Fun one though. A lot of people say that it's aliens. But not that they caused it, which so I don't really know where this comes from. But there were several reports of glowing orange lights above the reactor on the night of the explosion. It's an exposed nuclear reactor. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, don't take the fun away. They're saying that the aliens, that was aliens containing it. They're saying that it could be, it would have been much worse. But the aliens came to help. Now, again, on September 16th, 1989, there was another leak reported at Chernobyl. More reports of that same orange fiery ball. So people are like, it's the aliens. They've come to help us. They knew what was going on. They got here. They contained it. Aliens are good to go. My favorite, though, is the black bird of Chernobyl. Have any of y'all heard of this? No. Holy shit. I was lost in my mind when I saw this. So, I cannot say this word. I meant to look up how to pronounce it. But it's I-V-A-N-K-I-V. Ivanka. R-A-I-O-N. Rhone, I guess, or Rhone? That's where Chernobyl sits. So, it's not in Pripyat. Maybe. That's Pripyat. I always thought it was Pripyat, but remember in the show, it's Pripyat. I say Pripyat. So oh, whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, the day of and in the weeks leading to, people started reporting seeing a human creature with wings and piercing red eyes. Like the motherfucking Mothman. Supposedly, this creature was seen by workers at the plant on the day of the accident. Um, I googled it. There was supposed to be a game coming out called The Blackbird of Chernobyl in 2021. But it's on halt, and I don't know why. Like, for whatever reason, they stopped doing it. But I'd never heard of this, but so many people have heard of it that they were making a game out of it. So, yeah. apparently, this is the thing. But, supposedly, anyone who saw this creature suffered from nightmares and threatening phone calls. And I, I, that's all I could find. Like, what does the phone so call he's say? Like the, he's a rude Mothman? Yeah, he's like the, he's like the horse shit of Mothman. He calls and yells at you? He doesn't even warn you of anything? But if you, no, but if you remember, Mothman's whole thing was... He warned you of shit that was about to happen. Yeah, the bridge was going to collapse. It was a whole thing. Yep. So. Well, this guy just calls and fucking yells at you. All of the people who yep. reported seeing this black bird of Chernobyl has now died from radiation. Are they in the official count? <laughs> I don't know. No. The no. only people in the official count were the 35 that were on duty that night. I, I feel like I remember being little and thinking that the Russians were incompetent. I think that they did. It did turn into a cover-up because they didn't want people to think they were stupid. Whereas they should have just gone, holy shit, we didn't fucking realize. Please help us. And everybody would have helped them and everything yeah. could have been better. But, you know, they were like, ah. <laughs> wait a minute, it'll be alright. It'll be alright. Yeah. But then again, I mean, this had never happened before. You really don't know the effects. Um, I know that they have been studying wildlife out there, and there are a lot of fucking conspiracy, you know, two-headed dogs, and none of that is true. But scientists who have been working out there say that um, wildlife out there now, their brains are about half the size of what they should be. But they also say that they're better off. They say that they are living in a paradise because there's nobody there. So, yeah, they're dumb and they're fucked, but their world is better 
because people aren't there. So that's wild. And also, there are, you know, they made it seem like everybody evacuated. Everybody did not evacuate. There were, I want to say it's 200 and something people. I didn't write it down. But there's about 200 families that were like, no, we ain't fucking going nowhere. Fuck y'all. So the government told everybody that everybody was gone. But these people stayed. They let them stay. Pretended like they didn't know. But secretly brought them groceries and stuff the whole time. So there are people who have been living there the whole time. Still there to this day. Recently, like within the last few months, um, because there are not many people that are allowed to go into the exclusion zone. There's a guy, I want to say he's a scientist or something like that. He has been going in and out of there for years doing research. And he actually like did an interview where he's sharing all kind of pictures of what it looks like. There's a whole team of, um, well, yeah. maybe four or five teams who switch out. They do two weeks here and two weeks there yeah. or whatever. People have been there the whole time. Yeah. But these people refuse to leave their houses. They're like, no, we fucking, where are we going to go? Which, I mean, you got to think, where the fu- if you don't have family anywhere, where are you going to go? Right. I, I thought yeah. that was super neat, though, like, because this guy's sharing pictures that their teams are taking in from inside the, where the reactor was, they actually have a, like a barricade over it, like a shield type thing to keep it from, you know, yeah. leaking out more. And so this guy is one of the few people that's allowed to go in there, and he's sharing pictures from inside of that. That's neat. I would it's, love it's to It's super go. neat, and like hearing his stories from inside and what it's like and shit like that. Yeah, I mean that's just it's just fucking wild to me, and like I I can't even imagine like because we're close to a nuclear power plant. Yeah. If something were to happen, we would probably be. And so what happens? Like a fireman knocks on your door. He's like, "Hey, you gotta get the fuck out." Yeah. And then you're just like, ha, I bet I fucking do. That actually happened when I was at an apartment complex. It wasn't because of a nuclear reactor. <laughs> Come on, Kelly. It was because a bomb. Like, bomb threat? Or like they actually found a bomb? It was a bomb threat where they actually found a bomb. But it was like some like crudely put together shit that would have like <laughs> never gone gone off <laughs> like somebody had tried to do one of them YouTube cameras I, yeah. I don't know if yeah. you guys did it around here but like where I grew up um, I, I lived next to a lake and there was a nuclear power plant on that lake so you know we did the every, everybody does like tornado drills and shit like that you know yeah. go in the hallway put a yeah. book over your head or get on your desk whatever we did nuclear drills as well what did y'all have to do for that? I mean, just pretty much fucking sit there and die. No, I remember, I remember nuke drills. Like I don't remember nuke drills. That's the ones where you get under your desk. Yeah. But, but yeah. We, we live... Under your desk is nuke drills. We oh live God. so close. They told us, like, if anything ever went down over there, you'd have about 2.5 seconds before it hit the school. <gasps> but, yeah, I remember doing that every year when I was growing up. That's wild. Where's our closest one? I know there's one in South... Where's it at? Where's our nuclear place? There's one in Oconee. Oconee, that's where it is. Yeah. That's oh, shit. Place. 22 miles from yeah, here. We'd be done. We, I mean, yeah. we'd be fucking done. But um, I would like to add that there was a fucking trial and people did go to prison. People were held accountable. Um, I'm not sure that I agree with that because there were many, many players and what was it? Only four of them or something ended up having to go to trial. 
And I feel like that was a scapegoat just to show that something had been done. You know, like the country saying, look, we did it. You know, these so, these four guys killed these 35 people when... There's, there's a, no, that's not what happened at all. There's a, a boat landing <clears throat> that I go to sometimes when I take my kayaks out. And I like to go at night because there are no lights out there. So it's just peaceful. Whenever you go, like, right at the bottom of the ramp, you can look over and see the nuclear power station. And it's not far from here. Alright. I did Mr. Andrew Jeffrey Kaufman or Andy Kaufman, who was 35 at his supposed date of death. Supposed. Whatever. He was born in 49 and died in 84 of lung cancer, even though he didn't smoke. Don't believe it. Alright, so... Andy Kaufman was stand-up, uh, we call him a stand-up or a performance artist, also a world champion female wrestler, never defeated. <laughs> never defeated, thank you, don't even laugh, I don't know what you're talking about. He was a world... He used to go up and wrestle women, you don't, you didn't see that? Like, <laughs> he wrestled Multiple, <laughs> that was like one of his whole big things, yeah. No, no, that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you ever see Tony Clifton? I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, well, his manager was Bob Zamuda. And both of them would dress up as Tony Clifton, a lounge singer who was really bad at singing, who would tell bad <laughs> jokes, go up, make fun of the audience, like, make a whole big scene, and that was his whole thing. He even got him a guest spot on uh, Taxi, when he was the four-man character on Latka, on Taxi. I liked Taxi. Tony Clifton came on, cussed everybody out, they kicked him off, he pretended the whole thing was real, like, he had a real contract, like, it was very goofy. He, he did a lot of fake, real shit like that. Mm. Also liked, uh, he had a really good, uh, feud with Jerry the King Lawler, who was a regular wrestler with the Southern Championship Wrestling at the time or something, where whoever he was with wasn't very, very large, but they had a ongoing feud where they fought with each other which I really liked. He said he was going to sue him. He had his fake net brace. Is your pizza good? Yeah, but I mean, I, keep going because... Yeah. Keep going because what? Because I feel like you just skipped a whole bunch of shit because like, <laughs> you started out with that Andy Kaufman was dead except for... Oh yeah, he's been dead for a while. <laughs> so, <never mind. laughs> when do you say he died? 1984. Yeah, May 16, 1984. But did supposedly he not die then? Nope. Okay, let's talk about that then. Do you not know the story? He, no. He talked about faking his death multiple times. Okay, Told cool. his manager, his brother, his family, everybody that he was going to fake his death. Uh, and then also that he died of lung cancer even though he never smoked, which is very weird. It's not usual. It happens, but not very much. It's not unusual uh, to get lung cancer. <laughs> That was mean. <laughs> Don't mind. <laughs> the, the, the faking is that okay. After, after he died, Tony Clifton appeared in clubs up until the mid-90s. Whoever he was. Possibly him. Possibly his manager. Somebody. Uh, in 2013, his brother, I believe, was doing stand-up at the time, was contacted by a girl who said he was Andy Kaufman's daughter. Possibly a hoax. Said it was a hoax, but could still be. And The that, daughter uh, was a hoax? Or? Yeah, the daughter was a hoax, apparently. But she... Uh, contacted his brother and said she was his daughter. I always thought he was hidden. gay. Why? Well, he had a girlfriend. Uh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I his mean... gro his girlfriend and Annie Zamuda, uh, Bob Zamuda, sorry, uh, her name was Lynn uh, Margillis, wrote a book uh, and talked about he said he was going to prank everybody with his death. He would be gone for a long time, but the upper end of long time was 30 years. So that would be 2014. 
he did not come back in 2014. So either he's long, long fucking with everybody, or he's you know actually dead. So long con. Yeah, the long con. It might be 40 years. <laughs> 40 years will be three years from now. 2024. So there's still hope. He's gonna get us. Yeah. But he's then we get to stop at a 50 year. Maybe he's gonna come back and just own. And we could just be doing this forever. Alive or dead? Which thing? Dead or alive? Dead. Yeah, probably. I but think, I think possibly faked his death, and with the whole 30 year thing, maybe he just happened to actually die. You could actually believe that, that, or he just went to hide and decided he liked the privacy. I think. Like that got famous he and decided is. he didn't want to be famous anymore after his locked a character, and then he was also. Elvis's favorite Elvis impersonator. He was I really fucking good. I think that Andy Kaufman was an alien, and he, he went back home, and had planned on coming back in thirty years, which would have been when twenty fourteen. Yeah. Do y'all remember what was going on in twenty fourteen? Fucking everything's got to be sugar free or whatever. Like, and then no he was gluten. just like, yeah, that's when the no gluten people started being real big. I bet he was just like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going back. So there. I like I like gluten. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, I just gotta <laughs> stay. <laughs> Never, never mind. What is, what is almond milk? Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah, what is almond milk? I Hold on, I'm gonna Google right quick. Like Almonds don't have nipples. That's because you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, but almond milk is also just really fucking delicious. I'm just gonna look and see what happened in 2014 that would have stopped Andy Kaufman from coming back. From just, just search the what the fuck 2014. Um, the biggest news stories of tw- oh the Ebola <laughs> the epidemic. <laughs> so there you go. Ebola here. Uh, Ebola Ebola epidemic becomes global health crisis is number one. I don't know. Twelve. Disasters on Malaysian Airlines, number two. Fighting in the Ukraine and Crimea. I don't know how you say that. Deadly shit. Um, What about about Kiev and Pripyat? Pripyat, whatever. Pripyat. Um, Republicans take control of the Senate. (laughs) I don't know. He decided to stay on whatever planet oh robin williams and joan rivers died in 2014 that's it that's yeah. that's why he didn't come back he said fuck this horse shit i bet he was a huge fan of robin williams I bet actually that one of the stories heart. uh he was doing stand-up invited his mom up on stage old lady watched the whole time from a bar stool or whatever beside the stage like two hours later jumped up took off the mask it's goddamn robin williams that actually right. happened i didn't talk about the story because you told me to you know hurry it up but that actually happened and you happened to mention it but yeah that Number ten. Well, then that makes me think that he's dead because he might have popped up at the funeral just to be like. Robot makes the first ever comet landing. Could've On the Rosetta. Could have been him. Asteroid or whatever. I don't know. I'm not gonna read it. No. Um, <laughs> I'm just reading y'all headlines right now. Look, number twelve just says Cuba. <laughs> Cuba still exists. That's all it says. What What happened in 2014? Cuba. It's because of the Bay of Pigs. We had a standoff with Russia outside of Cuba with like nukes and shit. It was about to be like a whole big world war thing. Who are the pigs? It's just called the Bay of Pigs. I don't know why. (laughs) I'm not sure why. That's actually something I don't know why it's called that. Geographical location. There you go. Yeah, it's just. Maybe pigs are really good at growing there. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they grow good pigs there. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Maybe maybe they're really good farmland for, for growing. Population of wild oh man, is there bacon That's more true. expensive? Wouldn't it be less expensive to have more? 
But if they have, if they're more, but they're better, better, it would be more expensive <laughs> if they know how to work the economy. Better, but we'll pay more. Okay, <laughs> top dollar for better bacon, you guys. How much do you think Cold War bacon is? <laughs> Cold War bacon. That sounds like old bacon. What about bacon right now? I want hot battle bacon, not cold war. And I want it right now. Hot battle bacon is what we're calling this episode. H double B. I need the H double B. Every H double B you have. All the H double B. Alright, so Andy Kaufman, Lyra Dan. Dead. I think everybody said dead pretty much. Dead. I think he's alive and he's just he said, out in it. outer space wherever the fuck he came from. And he just ain't even coming back here because yeah, he's like... Yeah, because he was supposed to be from another... If you believe in the man in the moon... I'm sticking with he faked it and planned <clears> on <throat> coming back in 30 years and then eventually just passed away before 30 years got here. Yeah. When was he born? How old would he be now? 62. He could totally still be alive. Yeah. He's out there. He's but out he there doing... He totally uh, have passed away. He could have, but I'm just shitting all over your theory. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doing alien shit up there with the battle bacon and the, the battle bacon. <laughs> That's seventy two, not sixty two. I know numbers. All right. My bad. We haven't done it for the last couple episodes. Let's do final thoughts. Final Inter- thoughts. Interstate thirty five murders. I think that's all random. I don't think that that one. I think dude even did total together, shit. Lucas and Tool only killed. At the most, I was going to say 10, maybe 15 if you believe some of the crazier ones. Yeah. But even that's pushing it. Chernobyl. Y'all think they did it on purpose? Y'all think they just dumb? I think they just dumb. No, they're dumb. I think think it was an accident. The government definitely did try to cover up something. Oh, absolutely. All right. So, I guess that's it. Um, We do have a promo for Wild Whiskey this week. We are shutting out Wild Whiskey. Here's their shit. Hi, friends. Ian here. Do you enjoy atypical conversations about history? Do you like an occasional sip or three of whiskey? Then come on over to the Bar of Questionable Life Choices and join me for an episode of Why Whiskey. We're a history podcast with a whiskey problem. Or maybe we're a whiskey podcast with a history problem. We'll let you decide all that. On Why Whiskey, I'm often joined by guests as we cover historical events in America and around the world and the people that were involved. Throughout the show, we will taste a wide variety of whiskeys and share some knowledge about what it is that we are drinking. So if any of this interests you, come on up to the bar, grab a glass, and let's share some great stories. Cheers. Then I guess, Love y'all. I guess that's it. Oh, um, thank y'all for listening to 35 whole episodes of our bullshit. Yeah. That's older than I am. Shut the fuck up. We've had more episodes than you've had years on Earth. <laughs> That's so, so weird. <laughs>